Do you know what you should be doing when it comes to your diet and health, but struggle with the getting it done part? Bodymetrics is excited to bring back Jumpstart, a six-week health and weight loss class that focuses on education and accountability. The class includes six weeks of live teachings, exercise plans, sample meal plans, daily motivation emails, and a free 30-minute private session with one of our dietitians. The class starts March 2nd, perfect timing to recommit to your health goals and get ready for summer. To reserve your spot or find out more details, visit bodymetricspa.com forward slash jumpstart. Welcome to the Nourish, Eat, Repeat podcast, helping people who want to improve their health and change their mindset around food so they can live the life they were designed and called for. I am your host, Adrian Delgado, and in this podcast, you will get practical nutrition and health tips for both you and your entire family. I am a registered dietitian. I'll give you step-by-step plans to reach your goals, easy tips to stay motivated, and my favorite recipes that I know you will enjoy too. Nutrition and health doesn't have to be boring or grueling. Let's enjoy the journey while we strive to reach the destination together. So grab your water bottle and notebook because it's time to get started. I can't tell you how many times I get asked the question, How many times should I eat in a day? Should I only eat three meals? Should I only eat um, a snack in the afternoon? Should I eat three meals plus three snacks? Am I allowed to snack at night? There's a lot of confusion and a lot of questions around whether or not snacks are a good thing, are a bad thing, we should pursue them, we should avoid them. So today we are going to talk all about snacks. We're going to talk about what is the point of a snack. We're going to talk about what, or I should say, should you even eat a snack? And if you are one of those people that need a snack, what should you be eating? And finally, how much should you be eating at a snack? Because there's so much confusion. And I think there's so much confusion because there are so many different views on what is quote unquote, the right way. I think this is where we get tripped up a lot. We are in, we are wired to look for perfection the first time. We want to get the perfect plan set up so we don't make any mistakes and so we do all of it the right way once. And I think we're looking at this a little bit incorrectly. I personally think the first question we should be pursuing is how does my body communicate with me? Because if we don't even know some of those foundational um, questions, we don't know how our body uh, communicates low blood sugar, or we don't know how our body communicates physical hunger in general, it's gonna be really hard to answer the question if you should be eating more frequently. So until we start to learn how our body responds best, both physically and mentally, I think we're asking ourselves the wrong question. I spend so much time with my clients talking about these exact things. How does your body communicate this with you? Because once you know, 
these decisions, you know, for example, should I snack or when should I snack? They become really, really simple. So let's just jump in, right? Should I be eating three times a day? Should I be eating six times a day? The answer is, I don't know. It depends on you and it depends on your body. I say this all the time, guys. There is no one right way to this health thing. There's a lot of different ways and that's good because we're all different. Our bodies respond differently. Um, The condition of our organs are different. Some people have what I call grade A pancreases. They're just able to handle a higher carbohydrate carbohydrate load. Um, They're able to efficiently process um, sugars in their blood. There's some people with a grade B or a grade C pancreas. Maybe they have a, a history of diabetes in their family. And so there is no one-size-fit-all response to should you eat snacks because it really does depend on you, your physical health, your mental health. Uh, Are you reaching your goals? Like, I can't say with certainty it's one way and not the other. But today, I am going to help you start to figure it out by helping you figure out what are the right questions to ask versus just looking for that one-size-fits-all. Guys, I know. I get it. Just tell me what to do. That sounds easier. And it does sound easier, but it's only going to get you short-term results. And for so many of my clients, like you, you're not looking for short-term results. You're looking for long-term changes. And in order to do that well, we have to figure out what works best for you. So I promise you, the work you do up front is going to be worth it because it is not work we're going to have to revisit over and over again, much like the diet cycle that you have fallen into in the past. So what is the point of a snack? Number one, it stabilizes your blood sugars. If you start to go long periods of time in between your meals, your blood sugar starts to go low, which can give pretty uncomfortable signals. Some people get shaky, some people get nauseous, some people have wicked headaches. And so depending on the time length between your meals, breakfast, lunch, dinner, it may be advantageous to have a snack to keep your blood sugars more stable so you're not having those uncomfortable symptoms. Now, let's face it, the reason why most people are overweight is because they overeat. They're either grazing all day, they're distracted eating at night, meaning basically they're eating in front of a TV out of a bag, Um, but a lot of them are overeating at their meals. And so when they think of dieting or losing weight or eating healthier, they think, I have to eliminate all my snacks and I have to cut all my meals in half. We get super, super restrictive because we think that is what is necessary and that's what's going to get us there faster. Except we make the rules really, really strict and we don't like the rules after the third day or the fourth day. They're too hard. And I want ice cream. And I really like dinner. I want more. I don't want to have to do this stupid diet. It's too hard. Right? Isn't that how we sound? We sound whiny and like three-year-olds sometimes. But... Like I said, most people are overweight because they overeat, plain and simple. And so I look at snacks as a transition time. 
as you are starting to decrease your portions at meals, it may be helpful to have some snacks in between so it doesn't feel super restrictive. So many people, when they go on a diet, there is an underlying fear of being hungry. I'm going to be hungry and I'm going to be miserable and that's just the price I have to pay. That's not how it has to work. We don't have to have a miserable time with this. We can actually really enjoy the time, really enjoy the process of learning about ourselves, discovering things about ourselves. But for so many of my clients, there is such a fear of being hungry and how are they going to respond in that moment? How are they going to have to have the willpower and the motivation to say no when everything in their body is so hungry that it that emotional chaos that that creates causes them to overeat because they're stress eaters. So sometimes building those snacks into the diet is really, really helpful because they know that the longest they're ever going to go without food is about two and a half, three hours. And that's very comforting. So if it helps in your efforts to try to decrease some of your portions at the main meals to then include a snack halfway in between just so you're not fearful of getting hungry, okay. Bottom line is what is helpful? Not what is the fastest way that causes the most pain. What is helpful? Again, I'm not telling you there's one right way. We just have to find the way that's right for you. For a lot of people, they'll tell themselves, I can't eat after dinner. Don't eat after 8 o'clock. And absolutely, you know, our body does not process food as well after 8 o'clock as it does earlier in the day when we're more active. However, if the thought of not eating a snack after dinner paralyzes you in fear because you have no clue how you're going to get through the night, And you and I both know that if you tell yourself you're not going to eat a snack after 8 o'clock, what happens at 8.01? You're starving because you just told yourself you can't have any food. And now your mind, all it can think about is a snack at 8.01. Guys, I have to tell you, I have to admit this, and I'm so embarrassed to admit this. But I remember one time giving myself that hard cutoff, don't eat after 8 o'clock, that I would position my dinners at 7.45. I would try to eat all the way up until that 8 o'clock time and then pull away and be like, nope, I'm done eating because it's 8 o'clock. Like there's something magical about 8 o'clock. And even though my stomach was full and I knew I wasn't hungry, the fixation and the obsession over trying to stay away from food because it was past the magical time of 8 o'clock became so much to bear that I would end up eating after 8 o'clock. Because it is all I could think about. And so my philosophy is, can we please set you up for success? If telling yourself that eating after 8 o'clock creates an obsession about food after 8 o'clock, let's not play that game. Let's just include a snack, one that's pre-planned, one that you know is healthy but is also going to check the box that you ate something so you can actually move on with your thoughts. Doesn't that sound like a better idea? Let's just plan a snack at 8 o'clock. If that's what you look forward to, and for years you've tried the technique of telling yourself you can't only to want it more, maybe it's time we try a different way. Maybe we include the snack. Now that it's there and it's not a, a forbidden fruit, it's 
see the pun there? Now that it's not a forbidden fruit anymore, you've taken the power out of it. You've taken the desire away from it because now it's not a forbidden thing. It's, it's allowed. You told yourself you're going to have it. Oh, well, now it's not a big deal anymore. The only reason it was a big deal is because you told yourself it was forbidden. So I don't play that game. If you are one of those people that needs a snack at night because it makes you feel better and not make you go mentally crazy over it, then we're building in a snack at night. I'm on your side. I'm on your team. I'm here to help you get wins, not make things so ridiculously restrictive that you quit. There's a different way out there, guys. I'm telling you, there's a different way of doing this that can get you long-term results. And that's the really exciting thing about working with a dietitian or somebody who has experience in this field. We're here to help you. All right, so that's the point of snacks. They can be a transition. They can help you feel um, mentally more secure, but they also do stabilize your blood sugars, especially if you're going really long amounts of time in between your meals. So here's a question. Should I eat a snack? I guess my first question is going to be, are you hungry? Or are you eating because it's snack time? And now I'm, I get it. Sometimes people don't have the luxury of being able to eat at a whenever they feel hungry because, you know, maybe they're, maybe you're a nurse and you only have certain times where you can take break or, you know, maybe you work in a factory and you have predetermined breaks where that is your only time you get to eat. Otherwise you're on the line doing something. So there are exceptions and, you know, obviously we're not going to get into all those exceptions today. I'm going to talk more to the general public. Um, But really, honestly, the first question you should ask yourself is, are you hungry? And then that goes back to figuring out how your body communicates with you. Are you getting hunger signals? And what are those hunger signals so you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that yes, I'm getting a signal, no, I'm not. Food is a lot of things, but first and foremost, food is fuel. And if you're not hungry then maybe we need to find another activity at this time. Are you hungry? Your stomach gets to make the call. I try to teach people to get out of their heads. We have let our mind go crazy for way too long. We have let our mind make decisions that it has no business making. And a lot of that is because we've been conditioned by the diet industry to think that there is only one way to do things and it has to be involved with counting calories and measuring our food. We have the best internal assessment tool available to us at all times and we don't ever use it. It's our stomachs. They tell us when we're hungry and they tell us when we're full. But we're always like, nope, it says I need to eat a half a cup. So that's what I need to eat. And for a lot of people that are eating three cups of something, they're overeating. And so a half a cup is a wake-up call. But ultimately, your stomach is the one part of your body that gets to make all these decisions because that is how you do it long term. Guys, if you're constantly weighing and measuring things and you're constantly counting calories, 
then that is how you're always going to associate being healthy or losing weight. That is not a long-term solution. Well, you know what? I take it back. It is a long-term solution, but it's not the one I want to use. There is a time and a place for weighing and measuring. It is helpful, but to do it all day long, every day for the rest of your life, I'm sorry, that feels very restrictive to me. And not restrictive because I'm not allowing myself to eat enough calories or enough food. It feels restrictive that I'm going to always be tethered to a measuring cup. That's not food freedom. That feels like imprisonment. So the number one question is, are you hungry? And again, that is defined by what is the time length between your meals? If you're eating breakfast at nine and your lunch break is at noon, I don't know. I, I mean, that's three hours. I don't know if you necessarily need a snack mid-morning if breakfast is at nine. But if breakfast is at six and lunch is at 1230, heck yeah. Six and a half hours, that's, that's a very long amount of time without any fuel, especially if you're active in the morning, either physically or mentally. Now, some of us have really hard jobs that require a lot of focus and concentration. You burn calories thinking. You may say, oh, but I'm not, I'm sitting at my computer all day. Well, if you're making hard choices and you're thinking and focusing and you're trying to, you know, perform at your best level, I would say you should have a snack. But you got to listen to your body. If there's no part of you that's telling you it's hungry and no part of you that's telling you your blood sugar is too low, which you would know because you would feel uncomfortable, then I think you should add a snack. If by the time you get to lunch, you are so ravenous that you are overeating to the point that your stomach hurts because it's been six hours since your last meal, I would say you should have a snack. These are the things you want to ask yourself. But for so many of us, we just assume that this is how our body is going to respond. So I better get a snack in to make sure I don't get hungry. Well, how do you know if you don't test it? Right? How do you know if you don't test it? Don't assume you know how your body will respond. Actually wait and see what happens. And then listen. Listen to what your body's telling you. Don't tell yourself, oh, I know I get so hungry around 3 o'clock. I get exhausted. I have trouble focusing. But I'm not going to eat a snack because that's too many calories. And then go ahead and blow it at dinner because you're starving. Again, don't let your mind get in the way. Actually just listen to the part of your body that gets to make the call. So that's how I would answer, should you eat snacks? How does your body respond? But here's a question that I get all the time. What should I eat for my snacks? Well, really, it can be a wide variety of things. Um, Snacks don't have to be snack foods. So often we think uh, cheese and crackers or, um, you know, should I have some, oh, maybe a trail mix? Um, Okay, those are great ideas, but they don't have to be that. Sometimes half a sandwich can be a snack. Half a sandwich can feel a lot more fulfilling, a lot more satisfying than a couple cheese and crackers. But again, it's unique to you and what feels good in your body. Now, I always encourage some type of fiber. You know, ideally, fruits and vegetables are great times to to eat a snack. 
Most of us are not eating the recommended amount of fruits and vegetables at our main meals, so snacks are a perfect way to get them in your diet. I will say this. If you are going to eat a snack, I, it would be my preference for you to eat out of the refrigerator, not out of the pantry. Remember, the refrigerator is where all the live foods are. They have to be kept in the refrigeration or they, in the refrigeration, they have to be kept in the refrigerator because they will spoil if left out and make you sick. We like to eat live foods because it means they have nutrients in them, nutrients that benefit our bodies. Remember the whole thing, shop the perimeter of the grocery store? The whole reason that came about is because the perimeter is where all the refrigerators are. Historically, the refrigerators were on the perimeter because they had to be plugged into a wall. Now we have refrigerated cases in the middle of the grocery store because they're plugged into the floor. But when they first were originally built, the refrigerators plugged into the wall. And so shopping the perimeter was an easy way to tell people to shop for live foods because those were the ones that gave us the most energy and the most nutrients and made us feel our best. Oh, and guess what? They also are usually the least calorie. So for people that are looking for weight loss, it's advantageous to do that. So many people, when they think of snacks, they think of snack foods. Goldfish, chips, pretzels, cheese and crackers. And they can be part of a diet, but I would much, much prefer that they are out of the refrigerator so that you can get maximum benefit from it. Now, the next question is, okay, so I'm going to choose a snack out of the refrigerator, right? I always like a little bit of fiber, a little bit of protein in my snacks just because that helps me feel fuller longer um, and it gives me the nutrients my body needs. And I'm going to give you some examples at the end of this. We're not actually going to do a recipe at the end of this episode. I'm going to give you a couple snack ideas. But a lot of times people will ask, well, how much should a snack be? How much is too much? Should it be less than 100 calories? Should it be 150 calories? Is 250 calories too much? Again, guys, you're asking the wrong question. You don't get to decide how big your snack is. Your stomach gets to decide. Remember, it's not a meal. We're not looking to feel fully satisfied like a meal. But what we are looking to do is keep our blood sugars in a stable zone so they don't drop so low that we end up overeating at the next meal. When you're trying to figure out how much you should eat for a snack, let your stomach decide. That's how you do this long term. Okay, so let's give an example. All right, it's lunchtime is at noon, dinner's at six. You decide six hours is too long. I don't feel well when I try to get all the way from noon to six, or I overeat when I wait six hours. So I'm going to eat something part way. I'm going to eat something at three o'clock. Okay. How much should you eat? Well, I always instruct my patients to think about what is your activity level over the next three hours. Eat for that. Are you anticipating running around that you're going to need a lot of fuel? Then we're going to need more calories. If you're anticipating you're just going to be sitting at your desk looking at a computer, doing just general office work, eh, you probably don't need as many calories. How many calories do you anticipate burning? I don't know. 200 calories? Okay. Then eat a, cal uh, eat a snack that's 200 calories. Eat for your anticipated activity. Same thing with your snack at night. 
Most people are grabbing four, 500, 600, 1,000 calorie snacks at 10 o'clock at night. And I always ask them, how many calories do you think you burn from the time you eat that snack until you go to bed? Now, if you're sitting on the couch watching TV or scrolling your phone, you're probably burning 50 calories, 100 calories, right? You're not burning that many. So then eating an 800-calorie snack doesn't make sense if you're only going to burn 100 calories of them off. Eat for your anticipated activity. The other qualifier that you can look at in determining how much you should eat is how do you feel when it's time to go into your next meal? So let's go back and use that example. Let's say you eat at 3 o'clock, and at 6 o'clock you're eating dinner. How do you feel when you sit down for that 6 o'clock meal? Are you starving? Like were you starving back at 5 and you wanted to eat your left arm off? It probably wasn't a big enough snack. You might need to add a little bit more. Or when you sat down to have dinner at 6, were you still kind of full from your 3 o'clock snack? I would probably say then your snack was too big. Again, let your stomach tell you what exactly it needs. But we've got to start learning to go to the source of information, not our heads and trying to assume we know what's best. Ideally, you know, if you're waiting about three hours, I want you to be appropriately hungry. So by the time six o'clock rolls, you are like, yeah, I'm ready to eat. Like I'm not starving to the point where I'm not going to be able to control myself, but I'm also not still full from eating my snack prior. That's how you know you found the right volume. And unfortunately, there is no one set rule for this. It's not one cup of this and a half a cup of that, and that will give you the maximum fullness, but not too much for about three hours. That doesn't exist because we're all so different. Depending on your age, your sex, your height, your weight, your metabolism speed. I can't say there's a one size fits all. Diet programs out there will tell you there's a one size fits all. And that's why we get so frustrated with them. Well, it doesn't work for me. Well, of course it doesn't work for you. They're trying to go with the law of averages here. They're not going specific to you. See how that works? See how it's different? So guys, this probably sounds like it's a diet bashing episode, and I don't mean for it to be. I'm just trying to explain that we're looking at the wrong thing for our answers instead of using what we've had available to us this whole entire time, which is our stomach, which gives us incredible insight and so much valuable information to answer these questions and confusion that you have around food. So should you eat a snack? Question number one, I don't know. Are you hungry? Would it be helpful so that you can eat a more appropriate portion at the next meal? Yeah, then maybe so. What should you eat? Again, I like fiber. I like protein. I like the combination of the two. And I always like choosing things out of the refrigerator versus the pantry because it's live food, which is going to give me more nutrients. And then finally, how much should I eat? Well, I try to anticipate what's my activity over the next couple hours and eat for that. And then I also let my hunger level at the next time I eat, the next meal, determine if the volume I ate previously was the right volume for me. 
And I know I'm trying to oversimplify this and I'm doing that on purpose because it actually is simple. Bottom line, there is no one right way. Try it. Try not having a snack. Try just having an afternoon snack. If you're one of those people I talked about earlier who tells yourself you can never eat after dinner, but then it makes you eat everything after dinner, add an evening snack. Try it. Try it for 6 to 12 weeks and see what happens. Pay attention. Your body will tell you what it needs. It'll tell you if it's too much or not enough. Your job is just to listen and then honor and obey. Guys, I have clients that are extremely successful eating six times a day. I have clients that are extremely successful eating three times a day. You can be successful any way that works best for you. So I'm going to answer the last question. How do I know what's best for me? How do I know what is the best course of action for me? I'm going to give you three things to look for. Number one is how do you feel physically? Is your stomach in pain? Is it always growling? Does it feel empty? Does it feel nauseous? How is your sleep? Are you struggling falling asleep? Are you struggling staying asleep? Are you exhausted all day? How is your energy levels? Do you have energy when you need it to work out? to go to work, to play with your kids? How is your mental clarity and focus? Are you able to perform your job the way you want to perform it? Are you, you know, do you find it hard to articulate words or come up with decisions? Um, Is it hard for you to read paragraphs because your mind is always wandering? That's what I mean by how do you feel physically. I want you to think about all those different components. And if everything is good, then how you're eating is definitely going in the right direction. But this is the things that we look for to give us information to see if what we're doing is working. We look at how do we feel physically. If you are exhausted and starving and scatterbrained, then I would say your current way of eating isn't maybe the best way for you. Maybe we can switch something up. Maybe we add a snack. Maybe we need to take away something. But let's dive deeper and figure out if we can get you better results. The second thing I want you to ask yourself is how do you feel mentally? And I don't mean mentally in terms of clarity and focus. I mean, how do you feel when it comes to food? Are you thinking about it all the time? Are you stressed out about it all the time? Are you overeating at the next meal because you're afraid um, you didn't eat enough earlier or because you haven't eaten enough earlier? Like, how is your mental health around food? You might be doing, quote unquote, the right things. I feel like I have to say, quote unquote, because I'm, this is on a podcast and you can't see me making my air quotes as I say it. But... This has to work from a mental health standpoint. I don't care if you're doing all the right things. You know, you may even be losing weight or your your lab levels look better. But if you are a stressed out version of yourself, always um, second guessing yourself, um, constantly thinking about food, obsessing about food, 
then I will sit here and I will argue that is not health. I don't care what physical benefits you're reaping. We've got to find a connection between physical and mental health when it comes to food. And then the third thing I'm going to ask you to look for to figure out if you know how to know if um, you should be eating, how many times you should be eating in a day, is, is it getting you closer to your goal? You know, are you finding that your blood sugars are in better check when you eat snacks? You know, or your blood work, how's your cholesterol? You know, if your goal is weight loss, is what you're doing getting you closer to your goal? Maybe you think that eating six times a day is the right way to go, but if you're gaining weight, then maybe you are taking in too many calories. And maybe we need to look for ways to either change up the types of foods you're eating that are lower calorie, but still give you the impression of feeling full, or we need to start cutting down your portions. You know, I had a gentleman the other day that I was seeing, and um, he was talking about his breakfast. And he has a very healthy breakfast, you know, oatmeal, he puts a little bit of peanut butter, he puts some fruit in there, he has some flaxseed, like all this great stuff. And, you know, I eat two-thirds of a cup of oatmeal, and I have all this extra stuff in it, and I feel good on it. And then one day he's like, you know, I wonder if I, let me just cut it in half and see what happens. And he realized, you know, till he doctored up his oatmeal, half of the serving was actually fine. He's like, huh, I just always assumed that this is the portion I should eat. But, you know, it's not getting me close to my goal, so I got to do something different. So let me just see if cutting back a little bit helps. And it did. So you got to ask yourself, how do you feel physically? How do you feel mentally? And is it getting you closer to your goal? And if all three of those things, all the three of those boxes are checked off, then you found the way that works for you. And whether that is three meals, whether that's three meals plus three snacks, you get to determine and you get to decide what is best for you. All right, guys. So I just want to give you a couple snack ideas today. And again, I'm going to make these ridiculously simple because we like simple things. We do not like difficult things. Because if they're difficult, well, we won't do it. It's too hard. So I'm just going to give you four really easy snack ideas. Now, I told you before, I like fiber and I like protein. So I'm always going to include a protein source. And I'm always going to choose fiber and preferably in the form of a fruit or vegetable just because we don't get enough of them. So here are my quick four easy snack ideas. And they take no prep work at all, guys. None which means they are super easy, which means you can do this. All right, first snack idea, apple and peanut butter. Now I do like the natural peanut butter because I feel like it has less sugar and less hydrogenated oils. That's for another time, but apple and peanut butter. Quick, simple, easy. Um, veggies and a cheese stick. Whether that's grape tomatoes, whether that's cucumbers, whether that's carrots, that's celery, that's broccoli, that's cauliflower, picks of veggies and a cheese stick done. Check is, the box is checked and we're moving on. I got my protein in the cheese stick. I got all my fiber in the vegetables. Uh, Here's one that's not in the refrigerator. What about a trail mix? Dried fruit like raisins or apricots or I like them banana chips. I like the ones that are unsweetened, the ones that don't have added sugars on them. And then you mix that with some nuts, like almonds or walnuts or pecans. 
Simple. Go to the bulk bin section at your grocery store. Get a scoop of the dried fruit, the unsweetened dried fruit. Get a scoop of the unsalted mixed nuts. Put them in different bags because they might be a different price and you got to weigh them. Be, um, be honest. You bring them home and you dump both bags into a container. You have instantaneous trail mix that can be taken with you anywhere and does not require refrigeration. So if you know you're going to be out and you don't want to pack a cooler, you can take a snack with you that's ready to go. And guys, when it comes to trail mix, you honestly would be surprised at what volume you need to eat to fill you up. Okay, so I'm just throwing that out there because if you're thinking you need two cups of trail mix to fill you up, you're probably overshooting. All right, fourth easy snack idea, hard-boiled egg and bell pepper slices. How long do you think it takes you to cut up a bell pepper? I don't know, 30 seconds? How long does it take you to pull out a hard-boiled egg out of your fridge? I don't know, five seconds? Again, don't complicate this. Don't make it harder than it has to be. But we do want to pick fiber and protein because that is giving our body what it needs to feel its best. And ultimately, that is our goal. All right, guys, that's all I got for today. Thank you, as always, so much for listening. And again, if you want to work with a dietitian, um, I would love the opportunity to speak more and we can talk all things nutrition either myself or one of the many qualified people I have on my team at Body Metrics. Uh, we would love to meet you and love to help you with your goals too. So, all right, guys, everybody have a great week and I'll talk to you later. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Nourish, Eat, Repeat podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please rate, review, and share with others so we can reach and help more people. For more information about nutrition, how to work with a dietitian, or about any of our programs, visit our website at bodymetricspa.com. Or you can find us on socials. We're on Instagram at Bodymetrics Health or on Facebook at Bodymetrics Health and Wellness Services. The book, Nourish, Eat, Repeat, is available on our website and Amazon in both paperback and ebook versions. Once again, I'm Adrienne Delgado, and I'll see you next week.